Martin. You're going to be Zeller. All right. You're Martin. So I'm going to... All right. You're Zeller, so I'm going to say, hey, Zeller. All right, cool. What do you think about the, right, cool. the kit? And then you can come back at me, okay? Sounds good. You're Martin. I, uh, I'm Martin. You're Zeller. So okay. I'm going to say, hey, Zeller. Right. And that's for your cue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just like a conversation. I'll yeah. say, hey, Zeller. That's your cue to say something back. <laughs> that's where we were going. We were trying to make it natural. So, yeah. Zeller, Minneapolis City had their kit vote uh, started this week. What do you think? What, which one was your favorite? Well, the home teams, I got to tell you honestly, Martin, um, the, the bridge one is awesome. It's off the hook. It's beautiful. It's just They called the bridge iconic. Uh, like, I mean, like. Do people walk over it? Does that make it iconic? Or, like, didn't it almost fall down a year ago? No, I think yeah, that's a different bridge. Okay. Um, I, just, think, I, think I just assume every bridge in Minneapolis is falling down. No, this was in Madison County. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, how about you? you? How about the away ones? What do you like? What, uh, he never asks me my opinions. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the, uh, the uh, lumberjack kit. I feel like it'll like make them blend into the crowd because everybody wears flannels at, at those games, so they won't be able to see who's on the field and who's in the stands. It's like a stealth mode. Cool thing, uh, fall days, everybody wears flannel. Exactly, Come it's on. perfect. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. There you go. There you go. I don't like looking. I don't like this looking into your eyes thing. No, we're doing it different today. We're looking yeah. right into each, and we don't even have any notes or anything. No. Tech, so there's no yeah, computer. Yeah, my at. fucking computer we're out. Just so. Looking at each other's hot fucking eyes. <laughs> this is good. It's getting really, I'm not really creepy. It's like right you're now. like eye fucking me, man. Yeah, it's good. So uh, uh, I don't know how to banter unless I have all the banter scripted. Most people don't know that about the podcast, but all of our banter is scripted. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We we do it fucking. Uh, it's like fucking Aaron Sorkin, man. Word for word. We yeah. don't fucking. Uh, yeah. No, uh, no ad libbing over here. The whole so. podcast is done walking down hallways and stuff <laughs> with a camera in front yeah. of us. So, um, so this is a uh, we'll call it a very special episode. Very special We're at, episode. Uh, the Fitzgeralds, and uh, we have a bunch of people who are making a big, bunch of big fucking loud noises over there. Yeah. And um, this yeah. is about celebrating the people who have contributed to the website. Who have listened to the pod? Who I don't know why they do that. No, I don't know either. <laughs> and it, it's it, it's just a, it's just a cool opportunity for us to blow off some steam and hang out with them and, and hear from them a little bit too. Yeah, so. of course. And hopefully some of them will come over here and maybe ask a question or chat a little bit. So get them over here and talk yeah. to the mic. So um, yeah, all, all of our writers are here actually. So which is really cool. So Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think so we, we actually all haven't all been in the same room ever because when we first never <laughs> when we first did it we like. 
did a was a uh, conference, uh, conference call. call. Yeah. yeah. So we never actually sat in the same room. Yeah, with our own contributors. It's super yeah. cool. It's really awesome to have everybody here. So yeah, we're having a good time. So we're gonna try and get them over here. Uh, they're gonna hopefully ask us some questions. We can ask them some questions, and we'll just do some uh, stupid tomfoolery and stuff like that. All right? Sounds good. So no further ado, here's the dumbest, most unorganized podcast you've heard <laughs> since the last podcast we did. Yes. Awesome. Which yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never took the SAT, right. so well, I'm going to pass to Zeller. He's not here. He's not here. So <laughs> the opposite of Rel is Lur. Lur. Oh, I get it. I, I, yeah, I, I got to fucking sit here pondering it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Colin, uh, you are a writer for the, the, the website, the Dave's I Know website? Sporadically. Spora yeah, very sporadically. Yes. I've given you more credit than you deserve already by even bringing it up. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you have something specific you wanted to come here and talk about, and I think it was about uh, Minneapolis City and their uh, kind of off-season stuff. What did you come to, uh, what do you want to share with us? They're doing a lot of very interesting things from a professional team standpoint of allowing their uh, members to vote on almost everything. Oh, I thought you were going to talk pro-rail. <laughs> I didn't think you were actually going to talk about <laughs> something. Uh, no, okay, so... This is a plan I came up with. I was for driving. For ProRail? Yeah, for ProRail. You're going to give us your plan for yeah. ProRail? So I was driving across rural Minnesota uh, okay. during a snowstorm. And okay. as you know, letting my mind wander because I couldn't see the lanes on the road. So I had nothing you to worry wanna, about. You don't want to focus in that moment. No, exactly. So the main issues behind ProRail for teams that are already in the league and in MLS is that, A, they want to protect their investment, right? Yes. That's the big one. Yeah. They also say that it enforces... <laughs> Uh, a certain quality of ownership. Like they have to meet the standard of, of you know, putting money up, you have to have a net worth, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it forces you to have that. Obviously, people of the open who want the ProRail system want the opportunity for teams to move up and down based on their sporting merit. So the idea that I came, in, came up with to combine them was that for the next X number of years, let's say until 2025, MLS can do all their expansion, get to 24 teams, 28 teams, whatever they want, and they can do that. However, starting in 2025, we are implementing ProRel between all the divisions in the U.S., 1 to 2, 2 to 3, etc. However, if the team that, the one team that wins Division 2 wants to move up to MLS, they have to pay $300 million to the team that's getting relegated. So hold, hold up, I know you're laughing, but let me finish the, the thought here. So what that does, it obviously ensures that the team moving up has to have the money to do that, right? So that they are financially viable, that they can make an investment, you know, have that wherewithal to do it. Sure. Uh, and that money goes directly to the team that gets relegated. So they get that money in hand and then move down. So you still have ProRel the next year for that team, but the price goes down by $20 million. So it's now $280 million. So if that team that got relegated in 2015 25 goes down and comes back up in 2026. They then have to pay the 280 million, you know, to the team that gets relegated. So it's kind of a backstop where a team won't get absolutely hosed, you know, if they move down. Similar to the parachute payments that you have in other leagues, you know, from the EPL down to the championship, uh, La Liga down to you know their second division, etc. So the idea is that that price drops by 20 million dollars every year yeah. until after 15 years, where it's away, and it's then completely just you know an open system. So therefore, it allows the owners of MLS to protect their investment by either getting big money up front or you know, by ensuring that they've been in the league for a long time and have recouped some of their dollar value. 
but then still opens up pathway uh, you know, by 2040 to have a fully implemented ProRail system in the US. So early on, you know, if a team that wins Division II USL, like if Swope Park Rangers had won this year, and they didn't want to move up, well, they just declined that right, and then a team doesn't get relegated from MLS in that scenario. So you get the ability of teams to move up and down based on their merit, especially you know, as you get later into the system, 10, 15 years in, when your price is by 2035 only $100 million to move up. Uh, it protects the MLS, the owner's current investments, because obviously since the price starts higher than the expansion fee, they are protected and they'll get their money back. And three, it ensures MLS has the quality of owners, especially in the first five to 10 years, that they have the money to you know, play in a divi first division. Then you can also expand that down to two to three, except the price obviously is uh, 30, million, $30 million and goes down by, by two million. And then from three to four, is three million and then goes obviously down by you know two hundred thousand a year. So that's a way I think you can actually realistically implement ProRail by making MLS owners happy by protecting their investment, but still giving a pathway to eventually having a fully open system in the U.S. Awesome. So I haven't been recording any of this. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, and I would I I, I want to hear people pick it apart. So please. Put, please put it on the podcast instead of uh, <laughs> instead of deleting it instantly as soon as we're done here. Well, I want well, I want to know if I'm like I got a giant blind spot that I'm missing, you know, that I can't see because do. I'm a big guy, so I can't see behind me at all. A lot of blind spots. Yeah, yeah. it's like, hard it's for you to for even to turn, turn my head. around. Yeah. yeah, like I had to like push the table out from me yeah. in this booth to fit in. So, right. Yeah. So I'm hoping One that those guys, yeah, yeah, I can get some you know help, maybe like some side view mirrors. So mm -hmm. lay it on me. What? Other than being obviously, you know, a bad shit pro rel idea. Tell me what the <laughs> was was your was your denouement to that idea? Look, other than it being a stupid fucking idea, or is there anything else wrong? Yeah, with yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So, well, but no, I want to hear. Like, hear me, hear me out. Let me know what the issue is. The one problem I have that I haven't been able to work out is basically the Canada problem. Like, how do you allow Canada to have teams in MLS like Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, have their own second division, division system? Yeah. How do you implement that with US or do you have to split them out? That's one thing I haven't figured out yet, how that works. And I don't know if anybody knows how that works. Have you have you figured out the list of teams who are not Division One who have $300 million in liquid assets that they can turn into a MLS bid? Well, assuming it obviously wouldn't be until 2025 at the earliest. So, you know, by that point, uh, the value of cash will have gone down a little bit, at least, you know, so that's inflation rates, that's approximately what, $250 million, $275 million in today's money? But obviously, every year, not only a does the, staggering inflation rate. Does the does the price go down? But well, if you're, if you're doing two percent inflation on two hundred fifty million, that's, that's what, fair. But yeah. Inflation hasn't been steadily two percent for a while. Well, yeah, but two percent isn't like a crazy number. No, not historically. Yeah. So last ten this years, is a, it this been. is way far away. This from is the most boring conversation <laughs> I've ever had in my Historical life. Historical inflation rates and sure. its effect on the macro economy yeah. in an internet age. Yeah. So all right. Super awesome. So you heard it here first. Colin has solved ProRail for everybody. Everyone's yes. happy. Take to Twitter, uh, at Colin Solberg. That's two L's, like a yes. grown adult. in Colin, one in Solberg. Yes, that's what I meant. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Fucking Colin, two L's, Solberg, one L. Yeah. Tell him what's wrong with his plan. Tell him if there's anything right with his plan, too. It's like, it, it's like the Marshall Plan, hashtag Solberg Plan. The Marshall Plan, hashtag Solberg. It's like the Marshall Plan. Oh, it's like the, okay, so it's yeah. hashtag Solberg, Solberg plan. plan. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Twitter, you know what to do. Take it away.
right, so uh, Zeller, obviously, we're here with uh, several-time co-host hey, hey. Uh, Luke Craig. Hell yeah. Uh, how's it going, Luke? You know, it's going okay. Um, uh, I got a little bit guilted when I showed up here because I'm a little bit behind on the <laughs> writing schedule. Just, yeah, just a twitch, just a just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> so, um, what, what is what was your uh, what was your favorite piece to write so far this year? I mean, you've written some really interesting, um, uh, hilarious ones. So I'm kind of curious what your favorite one was to write. You know, I think the one I probably put the most energy or whatever into was the weird Qaddafi one. Oh, that's right, that Qaddafi um, one. Which was, I mean, it wasn't. It's not purely funny because I mean it's got kind of a horrible into it and kind of a horrible beginning and yeah. frankly kind of a horrible middle <laughs> but the just the pure what the fuck factor on that was was pretty mind-blowing yeah so that one I that was that a one. wild one and like every link led to something else it was just it was just bizarre so just like pulling the thread and all of a sudden like you've just untake taking apart the, the right. blanket so yeah and yeah just some crazy shit yeah cool. so it was good it was a good one all right well, what are you doing uh, now that uh, post loons to keep up your uh, your footy fix? Keep up my footy fix. I mean, your, um, your team is in what division one? Yeah, the England. Yeah, so the uh, we're yeah we're in uh, we're in League One in England, the uh, mighty third division. The uh, I support Wigan Wigan Athletic FC, by the way, who are on a goddamn tear right now. Okay, uh, I believe they're still top of the table in the league. I, I'll have to double check so on that. Promotion to the Premiership in there. Yeah. Uh, so and and they're just or the cursed. championship. They're they're the ultimate uncanny valley team because they're always a little. Either a little too good for the league they're in, or or really way too awful for the league they're in. So, <laughs> my guess is they'll get promoted up to the championship and then get bounced right back down if they cut payroll. Uh, there are some vicious rumors that uh, Chinese investors are looking to take over the team All from right. uh, racist grandpa Dave Whalen, who is now like <laughs> 85 uh, and probably does need to move along. But who knows what that means? So sweet, sweet. Every team should have a racist grandpa owner. They well for a, a actually no actually please don't for a short period of time <laughs> and, th- and then they should be forced like forcibly removed by a Chinese uh, oil conglomerate um, as, as is as is nature in the world pretty you know much, right, um, right. Chinese oil right. conglomerates I mean, are going like, to take over I'd everything. I'd like to see like a regular club just get taken over by like a radical lesbian separatist uh, collective that lives out in the woods in northern Michigan or something. I'm I not mean, sure how it's going to actually happen. Yeah. But just just in the, like, fuck you racist grandpa the karma <laughs> department, I'd like to see that happen. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they have the, the capital to make that, yeah, to, to yeah, make that a reality. I, I, yeah, I mean, they make some great yogurt and pottery <laughs> and stuff, but uh, after that it gets a little tough. Right on, right on. Um, cool. I think that's – unless you have any questions for me. Uh, yeah, so so we're thinking, what is the best occult methodology? Oh, that's right. For yeah, predicting the Loons 2018 season, and I think our choices are uh, uh, tarot card reading. Yep. Ouija board. Yep. Or the good old magic eight ball. Magic eight ball. I really, I really like the idea of a magic eight ball. One of the things that we kicked around for an idea for the podcast next year is we're so bad at picking the games, like really egregiously bad at picking the MLS games that we may we must bring a fucking dice and roll a dice like at the it. bar and see what they, <laughs> see what and so we'll, we, me and Martin will both pick the games but then right. we'll roll fucking dice and see how often the dice is correct and we are yeah just versus like throwing darts yeah just exactly like, like being ridiculously ridiculous in terms of the occult <coughs> I don't know I gotta think uh, I mean I think a Ouija board would be you know not really that occultish. I, I like. I really do like the tarot card idea, and I actually have a friend who yeah, does tarot readings. Might see if we can make that work somehow. Like yeah, towards the like, beginning of the year. Can Can you do a tarot card reading for something that isn't an actual human being, like an organization or a team? That, I don't know. Ultimately, 
ultimately, that's the uh, right. that's the important question. Right. <laughs> so uh, you know, I mean, I've got a law degree, and uh, as we all know, corporations are people. My that's friend. right. So, yeah. No, the, the Supreme Court uh, said so. So yeah. You so know. I think we got to bring in Mitt Romney to do the tarot card reading. Mormon okay. tarot card reading. Let's go. Mormon for it. tarot card reading at a lesbian separatist collective <laughs> in northern Michigan. Oh this man, is the answer. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> we, the answer. We're gonna have to up our travel budget to make this happen. <laughs> well, but <laughs> I mean, we need to. We need, we need a travel budget. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so right, you know. Right. All right. Cool. Thanks, man. Okay. Good talking to you. Thanks. So, Bridget McDowell. Yes, Dave. I, did I pronounce your name correctly? You did. I've never heard it said out loud, <laughs> but it's a pretty fucking standard name, I guess. It is. It is. Usually. It's usually standard? <laughs> Are there like a lot of McDowell I've mispronunciations? I've heard quite a few. Or really? people just don't know Do people know call you like McDonald or yeah, something like that? Yeah, people don't really? know how to read letters. Bridget McDonald? McDonald, McDonald. Yeah. Is so Mc- I, I just answer to anything now. Okay. Do you, uh, what was that movie with Eddie Murphy, I think, from like back in the early night, Coming to America? Coming to America, yeah. And they have the fucking knockoff chain. I think it was called McDowell's. That's it. Yeah. Is that what you're named after? Is that a fictional restaurant chain? Probably. Okay. Yeah. So um, you are uh, a correspondent for the Dave's I Know website, yep. right? And you write about, um, what do you write about? <laughs> I don't fucking remember. <laughs> You're right about fan culture, fan culture, fan sporter culture. culture yeah. Yep, yep. yeah. So, um, what was your favorite piece to write and why? Uh, You've only written like five pieces. In this yeah, thing. I think two of my favorites were probably writing about Minneapolis citizens because they're just fucking fun to write about. Yeah, that was pretty fun. That's true. Yep. Uh, good stories there. So. Yeah. Um, and this crew piece too was pretty good. That was an interesting Yeah, the one, crew right? piece went viral, man. It did. I was, was kind of surprised. That was great. You know what was interesting about it is usually when we have something that goes viral, it's because we post it like on Reddit, and so you get a ton of yeah. people looking at a concentrated place. There. We didn't do anything like that. We no. just put the tweet out there, and it just took off because yep. it was something that was on people's hearts uh, at the moment. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, uh, did you get any new followers out of that? or? A few, yeah. Did you? Cool. Yeah. And they fucking unfollow you. I always get whenever I have something that gets popular on Twitter, people start following me, and then like two days later, it's back down to what it was because people are like, "Oh, he doesn't usually that's, post stuff like that." That's what I expected to happen. Post dick yeah. jokes all the time. <laughs> oh, oh so cool. far, so far, so good. Um, why don't you ask me a question? Is there, is there anything you're an avid listener? I'm saying out loud. You might not be. I don't know. Um, is there anything that you listen to us week in and week out, which you certainly do, and you're like, of man, course. what's, uh, how do they do that, or why do they talk about that, or what went into that? This is the worst interview where I'm asking you to interview me. I'm gonna cut this part out and make it. I'm gonna edit it to make it sound like you were eager to ask me questions. Yes, I came up with all of these all on my own. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. How do you come up with some of your stuff? No. <laughs> how do we come up with our stuff? Well, uh, the soccer content, um, I can't tell you how Zeller does it, but um, we, uh, we, we, tr- we actually we have uh, templates each week that we run off of, and by the time we've entered uh, game notes and talking notes and stuff like that, it's about eight pages long each yeah. week. And um, the, the conversation and the banter, though, is all just kind of off the cuff. We don't, yeah. we don't script any. We, we used to. We actually scripted some jokes early on, but we didn't have the steam or the... 
fucking comic chops to keep that up, but um, but the the you know all the banter and stuff is is just uh, inspired is what I'll call it. But we actually do kind of rigorously think about what we want to say game wise and strategy wise, yeah. tactics wise, and um, nice. it's a huge it's a huge uh, template. It's eight pages of stuff every week, and uh, it's it's tough to keep up with sometimes, but it's worth it. Nice. Did I answer the question that I asked you to answer me? You did. Yes. Good. <laughs> Good. Is there, so if there's is there anything that you want listeners to this podcast to know? You're obviously a very public figure on the website and everything. Is there anything that you want them to know about you or about the work you do, or you just want to leave them with a particular taste in their mouth? What do you want to say to your fans? Well, you know, I'm always looking for an idea for a story, and I only get... I come up with most of my ideas on Twitter, just kind of watching. <laughs> That's what where all people the good are ideas are. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so you know, if anyone has suggestions, let me know. Um, okay. Hit me up. Because uh, I'm, I'm keeping this thing pretty open. It's I had a pretty loose idea coming in the the fan culture aspect, what yeah. we were gonna do. Pretty loose, um, yeah. Things that we were gonna try to touch on, but if anybody has ideas for us let us know hey get some stuff to touch on keep it loose you don't want to be too tight start touching on stuff excellent thank you for the uh interview of interviewing thank you that's good (laughs) thanks bridget all right so we're also here with uh ben kraus gagne what's up what's up bkg uh, he was the Iron Skill Award winner for the Dark Clouds this year. I was. And uh, one of them. There was yeah, two, yeah. Me, me and Phil Cross. Yep. And uh, he leads the travel committee for the Dark Clouds. Um, obviously, people who have listened to the podcast know that Martin's doing TIFO. I do partnership stuff. Um, if you ever gone on a, a trip to the, uh, just watch the, the loons away from home, you have had probably some interactions with Ben at some point. So... How 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 did that go this year? It seemed like it was, yeah. The 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 first year was a it was a learning experience. I think it's a try to get get tickets to every game. Go, and we, have, have people go to every game, but it's a it, it went well. It went we, well. Had, we, we had someone at every single game, away game, right? Yep. We had a, the lowest number was uh, two people at one <laughs> game. So which, it's one, a, which one was that one again? Toronto had two. We, uh, okay. we joined. Their supporters group because they made <laughs> friends at the tailgate because you know drink ninety drink but they guess nice. they did drink continue drinking never the ninety part. That's right. That's so the drink ninety drink. That's a that's actually a, a sort of a model we've had for a long time where basically you know it's you party with the opposing fans beforehand ninety minutes you're you're supporting your team and then after the game you just party with the, the team again and and correct me if I'm wrong Minnesota. Has got a has a pretty good reputation in terms of traveling and like our uh, supporters and, and all that. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. The we have a really good represent, representation of uh, around around the league. Uh, we've had very few supporters groups that kind of put up a stink when we we've shown up. Uh, we reach out to them, and you know we're all we're all soccer supporters, so yeah. we can get together and drink and have a good time. It probably didn't hurt that we were kind of shit for a long time, so it was basically a guaranteed win when we came to yeah, town. Yeah, I think I think there's a little <laughs> bit of pity in some of it, but then you know, hey, Atlanta invited us back after we beat them at their their house, so that's cool. That's cool. Uh, so I I made several trips this year. Um, the Kansas City bus, uh, Chicago bus, uh, where I dressed up as uh, Lundo Gorician for that Chicago game, which yeah, our, our first away win, which is fucking awesome. Yes, yeah, so, and, and it was on my birthday, so yeah, that's even yeah, better. So it was your birthday, yeah. 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 
And then uh, I do then uh, Colorado too, which I thought. I mean, I didn't go. I, I heard Dallas was amazing, but I definitely. I thought Colorado was maybe one of the best away trips of the year. No, I, d- I didn't make Colorado. I, w- yeah. I went to Portland. That was our first yep. first, first game in the MLS, uh, first away trip, and we had 150-plus people. Uh, that was pretty pretty phenomenal. And we had a march to match that was eight blocks long, and we made a lot of noise. So. That, yeah, that's really fucking cool. And then, um, so what was the highest attended away match? Was it the Kansas City? Kansas City match or Chicago? No, Ch- Chicago. We had uh, 275 people in, in Chicago, Jesus. so that was our that was our highest. Uh, and then, what, like you mentioned, our lowest was was two, but we had two. someone at every single game, which was pretty impressive. I, I was I was impressed. Yeah, that's. Really I did not know what to expect. That's really fucking cool. So, uh, any big plans for next year? Uh, maybe well, chartering some flights or anything like that, or anything you. Anything you can tell us. I mean, I'm sure there's probably stuff you can't. Yeah, get, we'll, uh, we'll have we'll have two bus trips again. I know we'll play Columbus away. So if you want to go to Columbus and watch them before you know, save the fucking crew. Uh, yeah, hopefully yeah, they fuck don't, Anthony. Hopefully pre-court. they don't they don't live. Yeah, fuck that dude. Uh, but it's uh, but that that should be a good one. But and then we're gonna plan for our uh, preseason uh, games, and that will be. Oh, in, that's right. Yeah. Yep, and that will be in South Carolina. So. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. So that's the the Carolina Coastal Cup. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Carolina Coastal Cup. will will play uh, the Charleston Battery. Uh, so we have actually a history from the Thunder days with, with them. Yes, we do. Uh, so we played an MLS final, or I mean, uh, I guess the, the final with them. There, uh, we've had some heated rivalry there, but uh, a lot of people don't know about that. And then Atlanta will be there. Fuck Col- Atlanta. I guess Columbus <laughs> uh, will be there, and okay. uh, one other team. I, I don't know who they no, are. It's, but it's Columbus, Atlanta, and Charleston. There's four teams, right? Play three games. Yes. So okay. yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yep. That so it's sense. a week-long tournament. We'll play a Saturday game, a Wednesday game, and another Saturday game. Okay. So if you can make the trip, do it. We'll, we'll have tickets on the Dark Clouds website. So. So yeah. So where where should people go if they want to learn more information about traveling, buying away tickets? Yeah. Yeah. So things like that. Follow the Dark Clouds on uh, social media: Facebook, Twitter. Um, and then go to dark-clouds.com and you can go buy your tickets on on there. So okay, there's just a they can away games. They click on yep, that. Yeah, just a, you click shop and then away games and cool. The tickets for the entire season will be on, be on there once they announce the MLS schedule and which MLS likes to take their time on yeah, that shit. Yeah, it's, I, it's I, that fucking just I hate it. I fucking hate it. Yeah, it's, it's 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 annoying. I've already had multiple people reach out and say, hey, what when do they announce their season? And yeah, I was it's like, fucking January. Few games. After the MLS Cup, uh, towards the end of the year, and then yeah, you know everyone else. Once we get closer to the date, which kind of yeah. sucks, okay. makes our makes our planning more difficult. All right, so two, 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 two last questions. So, what was your favorite away trip memory this year? Like games that you attended? I think it was the March the match in Portland. We had a we had a bar that that we went to that was about eight blocks away, and we marched, and we had a loud group, 150 people. You know, both all supporters groups coming together, coming in, kind of led by the dark clouds, and and it was it was phenomenal. We we walked, marched right through all the Timbers army and made, made them feel our our presence. That's really cool. That's really cool. And then, uh, what is your favorite uh, away game memory of me? Of you? Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not going to talk about when you're an asshole on the bus. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, Wait, I was. Listen, a little lack of sleep, a little did not sleep well. At all. I had wasn't to, an asshole. Had to kick you to the back of the section so you wouldn't get kicked out of the section. That's fair. That, that it, yeah, we, we had a little we had a little battle there. We made yeah. we made a Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all we're it's, still friends. It's it's all good. Um 
I, I think it was, uh, yeah, the, the buses. The, the buses are a good time. You know, you, you make some of your best friends on there. Uh, so I think that that time you get to you get to know you know 45 50 people yeah. really really well because you're sitting on the bus with yeah. them for 14 hours in a day or so I 100 percent agree I'm, I'm I, I highly encourage anybody I talk to that they've never taken an away trip taking a bus a bus to a match cars are great uh, I went down to the, the Kansas City the, the Open Cup Kansas City match with um, three friends including uh, Bruce McGuire uh, who's on the podcast uh, last week? Um, that was great, but it, like you don't, it's not the same experience as like being able to walk around. You meet new people, you drink beer, you have a good time. You just literally, because yeah, you're you're confined, so you have to, you have to like talk to the people that are with you. And and like I said, I met, I met my wife on a bus going up to the Nessie every every week. So I firmly believe that the think, buses are the best way. Yeah, I think that might be our slogan for next year. Meet your future wife. Yeah. <laughs> Bust of the game. Meet your wife. Yeah, right on. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Ben, for, for joining us and uh, coming to the party. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to really awesome uh, awesome things from the Dark Clouds Travel Committee next year. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> we're, we're here. Uh, we're here with uh, uh, Scotty, Scotty Too Hotty. Uh, what's up, bro? The, uh, he's the bartender at the Nomad for your most of your Minnesota United Spurs matches. He's nice. been around for several years now, and uh, he's a. Uh, you don't necessarily always see him at Dark Clouds things, but he's sort of a kind of an integral part of the Dark Clouds. Once you talk, once you talk a little bit about um, sort of. Uh, the Nomad and sort of maybe a little bit about the history of, of what we've been doing with them in the last, at least in the last several years. I know well, we've, Dark Clouds have a, a very storied history with the, with the Nomad um, I, going back several <laughs> years. So. I'm not really privy to all their inner workings of the relationship between the Dark Clouds and the Nomad. Uh, my personal involvement began in the... See you later. Began in the in the about 1997 with the Thunder. That's right. Yeah, you were, yeah you, you're way and, way back. Yeah, I mean proper when the uh, Thunderheads were the early incarnation of the Dark Clouds, <coughs> and which consisted of people walking down the track at Blaine in a wagon with a shower curtain and a couple of vuvuzelas. Uh, it was kind of absurd. But this was also in the days when the beer garden consisted of a half barrel underneath a folding table along the fence within striking distance of the players on the pitch. It was a little dangerous, but... So yeah, I uh, started going up there with Neil Logan, who you all know and love as as Neil and Hopefully. kind of are afraid of... Diving headers. Afraid of as lightning striker. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were at the 99 uh, championship match where the Thunder beat the Rhinos at a sold-out National Sports Center to the tune of about 9,400 people. I think it was. Yeah, it was Rogers crazy. rhinos who may disappear. Exactly. After exactly, this year, like so. the white rhino. Poof. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I started at the Nomad in February of 2014, right before last World Cup. I uh, had been not a Dark Cloud member, but definitely on the periphery and close to all y'all Dark Clouders. And yeah, I started like I said February and. That season, I don't remember what the numbers for the Dark Clouds were, but it was definitely the Nomad was home base for for the supporters. And I remember a busy match would probably be 30, 40, 50, 60 people. 
it was a good day for me. I would bartend solo and, you know, immediately kick into the banter. And, you know, like I said, cheap beer and smart talk was the kind of the de rigueur. So uh, it's been astonishing to see how the numbers have multiplied and how things have come together. And, and I mean, you know, growing pains notwithstanding, it's still Absolutely. it's, it's yep. beautiful to see it. Yep. And for me, as, as a long time, I mean, I've started playing real football after I played American football in ninth grade and everybody was a lot bigger than me and I said, <laughs> you know what, I am fuck this, I'm done. Scotty and I both are both short, short <laughs> gentlemen. So Well, yeah, vertically challenged. I don't know about short, but yeah. that's your word now. Vert- vertically challenged. Vertically let's, challenged. Let's put it that way, yes. So yeah, yeah, I mean I've been a you know, I played all the way through high school. I played in college for four years in a D three school as keeper, ironically, mm-hmm. short guy. Uh, that actually, I, I've known you for a long time. That doesn't surprise me at all. No, You're a crazy motherfucker. I got the so. hops too, baby. Yeah. <laughs> These quads don't stop. Um, so it's been just really special for me to watch the growth in Minnesota football in general, but definitely as it relates to Thunder Stars United FC. I mean, yeah. and I lump it all together because for me, it's it's a you know even though it's been a bumpy road, it's still a continuous thing as far as professional level level football yeah so that's cool yeah um so let's talk about your 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 one fault you are a man city fan well, and your fault is being a spool <laughs> fan as well <laughs> all right so How can that be a fault? um and you know people if they listen to this podcast they might know like, you bartend at the nomad you're you're there every uh, saturday or sunday for the spurs I'm there um, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Sunday Wednesday, for Champions yep, League. Champions League as all well. All Premier League matches. Um, it's all me. Yeah, given no matter a free plug on this podcast, apparently. Hey. Uh, so, thanks, Dave. Yeah, no, I know. We I, love these days. Do what I can. I, you know, <laughs> I, got, I got married to the fucking Nomad. Like I said, I I love the Nomad. It's it, it's a bar that I love a lot. Now, did you two ever um, fornicate at the Nomad? No. God no. You've never made out at the Listen, Nomad? Listen, you've, you've, met, you've met my wife. You've met Anna. She's <laughs> definitely not going to have sex in a okay. place like the nomad well but i so. had to ask because well, i never you know inquiring fair. minds do want to know that's fair i mean yeah all of our <laughs> all of our uh, our fun podcast uh, listeners definitely want to know that so so <laughs> what can uh, i mean if, i don't know if you can tell us anything about what to expect because the nomad obviously sort of blows it out for world cups like any yeah any, uh, everything's in 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 a state of i guess we'll call it genesis we're batting around ideas as far as the physical construct we're going to do uh, you guys are definitely going to do something big. Oh, for yeah, the yeah, World yeah, Cup yeah, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think the beauty of it is that it's not going to be a fire drill like it was in 2014, where okay. we had two weeks to put the pseudo favela up and get the, the vinyl stretch up on the wall okay. and secure that initially that shit, uh, that initially shitty projection television. Yep. Um, okay. Good. The plan is that, that, that we see right now, and I. I don't think I'm giving away any state secrets, but what I've seen, we're going to do a central structure in the lot where Daniel Hall used to be, and instead of having one large projection TV or big screen, we're going to have a series of, I don't know, say 50 to 70 inch televisions that will get in there, and it's going to be round if everything comes to fruition, and it's going to be a really cool concept. Um, and. As much as it sucks that the U.S. men's national team is not playing, I tend to think that our business that we've really, you know, worked hard to, to pump up over the last four years has has 
grown to include people that are football fans, whether they're casual or rabbit or whatever they are. Not necessarily, no, not necessarily well, not necessarily U.S. men's national yeah. team fans, but football fans. Yeah. Who? So if you figure that you're going to lose, you know, 300 people or let's say 200 people at a U.S. MNT match, we'll have 300 people come in who just want to come watch because it's football. Yeah. So and they don't give and a smart, shit. That they, they're smart. They're they like football, football fans. Yeah. Like I am. I'm a fan of the game. I yeah. mean, I debate, you know, the the relative worth of of La Liga and Serie A with dipshits that we know and <laughs> some sometimes some, love. Sometimes love, yes. And, that's you know, fair. I mean, I'm a fan of football. One of those dipshits is standing right over there. Yes, yeah, kneeling. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not interested in getting into the debate about Messi versus Ronaldo or who's better or that. I don't give a shit about that. The yeah. fact of the matter is I'm a fan of the game, yeah. and I would love to watch good football. And if that means that I'm watching Minneapolis City FC play on a shitty, muddy pitch on a, you know, 45-degree anomalous spring Saturday, or I'm watching top-level Germany-Spain. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I love the game. No, so. that's, great. that's great. Yeah, so I think we're going to have a good thing going. Um, the plans are rolling, and we should have things pretty much locked in as far as, I hope, by springtime. Perfect. I'm guessing by March we'll have everything finalized and we'll start to build as soon as the weather permits and we'll get it going. Perfect. It's so, nice to have an extra couple of weeks. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, more than more than two weeks to get everything, every, right. all that shit set up. That seems. Yeah. Well, and like not a, only the beginning of June. I mean, yeah. it's middle of June when it's starting, and also yeah. it's going to be. The, there's one time zone in Russia that I know is going to be a little problematic, but hopefully those will be shit teams that that we really don't necessarily get crowds for anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. It'll well, be good. It'll be early, so everybody, you know, take a month off and. I listen. I'm. I have so much vacation time at my my nonprofit job, which is awesome. But also, it's like I have a lot of vacation time. So you know, I'm just probably taking off That's most right. uh, most mornings and early afternoons to well, come watch soccer, and then I work from home or whatever from the from the bar I can for say the rest is of that. Get your livers in training now. Exactly. It's yeah. It's going to be yeah, June fifteenth very soon. Start drinking. Start drinking. Start or prepping. Or stop drinking for a couple months and then ramp up. Yeah. Then just prep yourself. Like I can. I can probably recommend some regimens in order to do that. So. <laughs> yeah. Scotty, sure. this was awesome. Thank you so all much. All right, David for, uh, Zeller. Thank you. Yeah. It was a pleasure chatting it's with a you pleasure on the podcast. Being here. We talk all the time in, in regular life. So yeah. Might why as well not do it here? On the, uh, on the podcast. Well, so. let's do it again. All right. All right, brother. All right. Thanks. As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it, we, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, uh, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all can't dive in at all. Y'all know we can't dive in at all.
Zoe? All right, so, uh, buddy, what's up? I don't like looking. I don't like yeah. just looking into your eyes. Thing. Uh, uh, how's it going? Yeah. Looking, yeah. I know it's going. We don't even have any notes or anything. I got a little bit guilty. Behind on the right. So, yeah, just a twist. Really, really creepy. It's like you're like eye fucking me, man. What was your favorite piece of rice so far this year? Really interesting. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We we do a fucking uh, it's like fucking Aaron Sorkin, man. Word for word, we don't fucking. Uh, <laughs>